The Hump, episode 22, Mawage. Your show about how to get one over in this thing called life. This is Brent Bowen. Chad Beeland. Well, welcome everyone to the beautiful confines of the Bowen estate. We don't have a show in like a few weeks and I don't know what the hell. All of a sudden we're uh, recording in the Palace of Versailles. Yes. I would say that we're Game of Thrones. We're clearly several generations. Yeah. I don't remember Winterfell or King's Landing looking this nice. No. But no, uh, not even King's Landing looked this nice. Yes. Wipers. Wipers. So, yes, a little change to the studio. I didn't recognize it. I thought <laughs> it was in the wrong place. What are we drinking tonight? This one's delightful. I'm, I'm drinking something else before I get to that. Yeah, the, uh, the pre-beer. Uh, this is Burr Oak. It's out of uh, Columbia, Missouri. But it's their Hop and Daz oh. Mochaccino Milkshake Porter. Interesting. A Columbia. Okay. It's got kind of a uh, uh, Ben and Jerry's look to it and tastes as good. Although not nearly as big as the Ben and Jerry's that the Hulk was consuming in, in Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this stuff's good. But everything, every bit is delicious. Diane's going to be mad when she realized they took a few of them for tonight because <laughs> this is one of her favorites. Is that the beer of choice? That's the beer of choice this, around the Beeland household these days? For her. For her. Yeah. I don't. I don't you're know you're kind of a one and done guy. Just yeah, keep, just keep rolling, keep climbing to that next beer. Well, speaking of beer, who are we toasting this week? I wanted to toast Alana Gwinner, who was our yeah. last guest for eleven three KC. She's been a very valuable resource. I I pinged her a few times on Twitter directly, asking her about some events and whatnot. And uh, she always has the straight dope. I mean, she's been very responsive. It sounds like, like too. Yeah, I wow. mean, she's always got my back. Which thank you so much. Yes, thank you, Alana, for joining us. We had a lot of fun chatting. And so, folks, if you haven't listened to that episode, that's episode twenty-one with Alana Gwinner. Uh, got a little comment in there. Love the new set. Yeah, we'll we'll try that out. Have a little fun with that. So, I also want to toast our producer. That one? Yeah, that one. Way over there? I can barely yeah. see him anymore. The room's different. He actually got extreme compliments. Like he's a good student, but got extreme compliments for a school project he was Is working that right? on. So we forced him to do this producer thing, but it's starting to rub off on a school work. Paying dividends, huh? Yeah, so he's doing, you want to say what you're doing, producer? Uh, it's a video project for ELA and we have to make a documentary about who we think an unsung hero is in the community. Was it me? It was not you, Chad. Was I in the top three? No. I don't think, Chad, you were up for consideration. Maybe if Isab in Isabel's class. I'll take any consideration. So, so who, are you, who are you recognizing? I'm doing Kim Davis for my project. And who, who's, nice. who's Kim? She's one of my grandma's friends and works at Amethyst Place. So if folks don't know, Amethyst Place is a progressive recovery center for women who are recovering 
recovering addicts mm-hmm. and the whole idea is to bring them back together with their family yeah that bring their kids and it's just just north of operation breakthrough so he decided to to recognize kim as an un- unsung hero and is working on a video project really? and his ela for those folks who don't know is english language arts that's an acronym for yeah english language arts and he got feedback they were like his draft she said was a finished product. Is that right? So, uh, cheers to you, producer. Uh, nice, nice finished. work. Nice work. Yeah. Well, we watched it and I didn't realize we put two of the same clip in. Well, that that's an easy edit, brother. That's an easy edit. Good. Cheers. Good news and great organization. So nice. Well done. And then I had one other toast. Yeah. Gentleman was back in Kansas City today. Used to carry the rock for us, for the Chiefs. Yes. And was a favorite player, was a home run hitter mm-hmm. for that Chiefs team for years. He's got a small glimpse of what could have been if the whole time-space continuum thing. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he was Grant's favorite player for the long, longest time, too. Mm. He's got an autographed picture up, up in the bedroom, so... Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles. Yeah. Let's toast Jamal. He's back. Sign him to a one day. Surely he's fast enough they could still suit him up. I I would be fine with him. Like, let's give him five carries a game. He's still that good. Yeah, and see what he could do. He and Mahomes together, forget about it. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So, any other toasts on the docket for you? No? No? We got a lot to cover. It looks that way. Yeah. We got a lot to cover. We had, you know, we do this thing about what's been going on, like what we've done in the past. Yeah. And then what's coming up. I looked at the month of April and I almost didn't want the month of April to end. It was a great month. It was a phenomenal yeah. freaking month. We had some fun. A lot of good things. A lot, a lot of fun. So started off, I won the Charlie Hustle NCAA tournament bracket. Put a grand, nearly a grand in my pocket. Some nice cheddar. Nice. Except it all went right out of my pocket, went to charity. But, you know, hey, with part of it went to the Still bridge. bragging rights, though. Yeah, part of it went to the bridge, a little local radio. Like so I'm supporting. That. This was my perk for donating half of my winnings to the bridge. <laughs> hey, <laughs> so, wear it like a badge of honor. Yeah, no. Was, yeah, support, support a little local radio, and I threw a little money Chase's way. He was doing something for the American Cancer Society. And then, of course, I was throwing money at Kansas City audiences. So right. it all went. Becca was like, we're going to do something nice with that thousand. No, it all went to charity. You are doing something nice with it. It's just, you know. Not for Becca. I understand. Yes. Yeah. Which we're going to get to later. Perspective. Yes. So, and then music. You saw several, at least one show, right? Yeah. We went down uh, last week to see uh, Alice Merton down at the record bar. So, And, and you were like row two. <sighs> This time I was row two. Last time I was literally, this we saw her a year and a half ago. But that time, like, I could put my arm straight out and I would have touched her leg and then I would have been arrested. Um, <laughs> but this time, yeah, she was good four or five feet from me. Okay. She's wonderful, though. Really yeah. talented. I wish I would have been able to make that show. Just too much, too many things going on, which we're going to get to. I was at the kickoff for well, a board meeting for KCY. Yeah. And then Hunter convinced me to go to Tap Tour 3. The kickoff, pre. The kickoff yeah. event. Oh, did you pull? Grant's going to pull this up. As we're leaving Tap Tour 3, <laughs> a 
we get stopped by the local news. This, it happened to coincide. That was the day they, the district attorney had announced that Tyree Kill was not going to face charges. Right. And KCTV5 was out roaming the streets <laughs> oh asking people on their thoughts. And, and the reporter there, I didn't catch her name. She said, nobody's talking to us. Nobody wants to talk to us about this. They stuff. found the right guy then. Yeah, they found Hunter. They <laughs> found the right guy. They came to me. They said, well, you talk. I said, I'm not touching that with the 10-foot pole. I said, like, I got some thoughts. Yeah, I've got some thoughts, but I'm going to talk about them on my show where I get to edit them. You don't. <laughs> right? So, yeah. So, Hunter goes ahead and talks to them. And I'm like, oh, Hunter. Oh, Hunter. I pull him aside real quick. I'm like, touch this, touch this. Don't say this. He's crazy <laughs> enough. I don't know what he would say. Like, I... Yeah, it turned out fine. I recorded the ten. That's shocking. It, I recorded the ten p.m. news, and because I was concerned for my boy. Yeah. Well, yeah. he has a history of that. I mean, he <laughs> he told Jeremy Danner he was wrong about a yeah. specific Boulevard beer once. <laughs> yeah, Hunter's known for standing up in the middle of public. No, <laughs> no. It's an opinion. There is yep. no no. Yep. A lot, right. lot of entertainment in April. Yeah. So Avengers Endgame, that was good. Really was good. good. Were you I able to get? It. Were you able to get through it without having to take a bathroom break? I saw it at eight forty in the morning, and I made a point. I'm like, I'm only having two cups of coffee instead of my normal three, and that was it. And I was bursting at the end, but I made it through the whole movie. You made it through the whole movie, yeah. producer. Did you make it through the whole movie? No. Look at that, man. Number one or number two? No. <laughs> All right. That you went at eight in the morning too, you know. You know that you know. kid should have a good constitution, be able to get through, get through the whole movie. You got that young man's bladder. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But mm, couldn't get through it. Then Game of Thrones, oh, episode three, such a such a roller coaster. I was so overstimulated at the end of last weekend. I didn't sleep last night or that night. Like I laid there in bed, like you know, after the episode. Yeah, I saw somebody on Twitter. They said that you know they had an Apple Watch, and they said. I kept getting buzzed during the show, like, your heart rate is excessively high right now. That happened to me. I, that didn't happen to me for Game of Thrones, but that happened to me, the uh, NCAA, the championship game. Well, I'm sure you had a $1,000 on it. Yeah. My heart rate was at like 120 at rest, lying down. Is that like working out? Do you uh, get I, I don't workout you, credit? I don't think you get points for that. You don't? Like, you got yeah. my heart rate into its target, target range. Yeah. Between Avengers Endgame... Game of Thrones, which we knew was going to be an epic battle, and then the NFL draft this last weekend, I was yeah. way overstimulated. Yeah. That was like the perfect weekend with Endgame and the Battle of Winterfell, and we'll see how it wraps up. It was nice. Yeah. Earlier in the month, I saw Danielle was on for a little bit. Yes. We went to the Open Belly. So Open Belly's uh, Pat Danielle Lehman was past guest on the show, episode 18. We went to her parlor. Yeah, that was event. a great event. Some yeah, great food too. That Sir Eats is awesome. Yeah, the Sir Eats was all. Yeah, they catered the event. Mm -hmm. Couldn't find him anywhere. He was a little shy. I don't care. His dumplings were not shy. Yeah, strong. Yeah, and then they had three of the restaurant owners, and and her name's gonna escape me. Danielle can correct me later. The woman who runs Casey Pinoy, I just thought was hilarious. Yes, she yeah. was awesome. Yeah, so. Yeah, she was awesome. She was much more earnest in the episode Danielle did. I think it's episode two in Danielle's mm -hmm. season, but just a ride. She was a freaking Oh, she's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely worth checking 
open belly out and listen to the show. And Danielle happened to meet up with Danielle yesterday. She's having a couple more of these pop-up events. So if people have found her show and are enjoying her show, watch out for watch out for her events. So I'm going just for the food, man. Yeah. Well, food was freaking phenomenal. Speaking of food, you introduced me to a place I've been to back to now was EJ's. Yes. Yeah. Great place down the yeah. West Bottoms. Yep. Really yeah. nice. I mean, the owner, he came over and talked to us. Yeah, it's a cool it's place. It's Eric, right? Yeah. Thank Eric. But uh, they do a little bit of brunch on the weekends. Some really good, you know, limited menu, but it's because they do everything well. Have you been for brunch? I have not been for brunch. It's on my short list, though. Okay. And when you were, you and I were in, they didn't have the uh, burn end sandwich. Right. But they had it when I went back. It was delightful. All right. I was wearing it in my beard for the next two hours, I think. But that means you did it right. It was it was good. So just so many things going on, man. There was like Easter. I had a Stowers event. I never have heard a more entertaining paleontologist talking about fish. Oh, wow. And this they do these events twice a year. It was really cool. They'll have a video up. I'll put it up in the show notes and link to it. Startland News did a live podcast I went to just mm-hmm. to check it out and see how the sausage was made. It was a it was an interesting event. Yeah. There were things about it that were super well done. Other things that were kind of odd, but it was interesting, cool to see. You dragged me to a couple. Didn't really drag me to a couple new breweries in Johnson Drive, right? There were three breweries off the top of my head that opened in April alone. Okay, uh, what three? So well, service, two of them. Yeah. Okay, service service opened in Johnson Drive. Sand Hill just opened on Johnson Drive, further east. Okay. Towards uh, like Knoll, that area. And then uh, this one, Alma Mater. Oh, how am I forgetting that? I didn't yeah, even have that on the list. I didn't even have that on the list. But yeah, I mean, it's exciting. It's just crazy how the craft beer scene's just blowing up here. Yeah. The beer was really good at all. Beer was really good at all three of those places. Yeah. I mean, I loved Sand Hill too. I mean, uh, it was their opening night, so it was, it was pretty packed. But what I had was good. Okay. And then, you know, that's just in April. I mean, also this year you had Transport open, which is... Three doors down from service, City Barrel opened, and then there's, you know, I don't know how many are going to open later in the year. It's yeah. nuts. I, I don't know how I'm going to do it. So Red Crow. Red Crow reopened. Reopened. Yeah. Which we discussed with Alana. So I said Hunter and I, we're going to do tap two or three. Remember, just leave me out? No, I was going to offer to get you another booklet if you want to do it, but you're hitting a lot of the same spots. But I will tell you the number has increased. Yeah, it's a big number. 23 now. 23 breweries. The first year was like 11 or 12. It's kind of Last like, year was 19. Now it's 23 breweries. Kind of like uh, training for a marathon. You know, you just got to keep putting the work in. You got to get a little bit better every day. And you can do it. They extended the window, though. We just can't. Yeah. We can't procrastinate this time. I kind of had fun with the procrastination. I mean, a lot of them are clustered together. Like now you have the Johnson Count or Johnson Drive cluster. Real Life Sand Hill. There's another one opening on Johnson Drive. I can't even remember its name. And then you got Service, Transport. I mean, just be Brewery Row. Yeah. On Johnson Drive. Hey, man. So we did we did all that. And then there was Easter. I forgot about Easter. Yeah. Yeah. Forgot about Easter. But although Easter may come up in our next discussion. So the discussions, speaking of family, the discussions about how we've well, by and large, how we've created our family. Yeah. This week's topic is marriage. 
Yeah, that's uh, something near and dear to my heart. Yeah. And it's kind of ironic, too. I did not realize this, but um, this is The Hump episode 22. Mm -hmm. And on Friday, it's Diane and I's 22nd anniversary. Oh, we've had a lot of irony. Love you, babe. Episode 21. Well, we'll, we'll see how much you love her. So this week, it's marriage. 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 So let's talk about, so anniversary, 22nd anniversary on Friday. Yeah. How'd you two meet? It was a friend of a friend deal. We actually met when I was 17 and she was 18 and she was in my dorm room because we were having like, you know, like one of those deals where all your doors are open and people are just coming in and hanging out and whatnot. And she came into our room with like a whole bunch of girls and... I didn't see her again for five years. And it turns out she was a good friend of my friend who were dating at the time. Okay. And she kept dating some loser, you know, and, you know, I kept thinking, wow, she's wonderful. But, you know, timing's not there. Then the stars aligned and we went out on a double date with said friends and that was it. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. We could have been like 27 years if we, you know. If met. you had. Yeah. Just eliminated those five-year gap. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Becca and I, so complete, I wasn't even really allowed to talk to Becca for the first like six months that I knew her. Is that Becca's rule or? No, it was another buddy's rule. So I won't uh -huh. mention said buddy by name, but we well, you know I was living with Hunter at the time. Yeah. Hunter of Tyreek Hill and KCTV5 fan. I don't know if he wants to be associated <laughs> like Hunter with Tyreek Hill. Like, you know. Speaking of somebody, speaking of somebody who shouldn't get married, yeah. is, or not Hunter. Hunter's ma happily married, but Tyreek Hill and uh, Espinal, right? It's not uh, something you want to be associated <laughs> with. Period. But Hunter's Hunter and I were living together after college, and his ex girlfriend from college mm -hmm. and Becca were friends, and his ex girlfriend would come over trying to become reacquainted girlfriend. Yeah often to the apartment and that's how I ended up meeting Becca and then I had another friend mutual friend of Hunter and mine that had a crush on her would let me talk and I had wronged him at some point in college I'll fully admit I had to pay your dues him. and so I was paying my dues I was licking my wounds and saying all right man if, if you've got a crush on her you're go right ahead can't stop love, though. Yeah. Well, I think Becca basically was like, what's going on? Well, Brent's not allowed to talk to you. <laughs> so, but I'll I'll rem remove the restraints yeah. and allow him to speak to you after so much time. So. so then the irony is your wife and my wife lived together in college. Yes. With third said girl. Yes. Oh, no, they didn't live together, I guess. I not, not Hunter's girl. Yeah, yeah. But so... That's People. how you and I became acquainted because friends of the the wives. Yes. So which that's been a nice it's been a nice perk. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Nice happenstance about that. So when you and I 22 years, what what's important to you in your marriage? I mean, she still to this day is like my favorite person. I mean, we still have so much fun together. It's something, you know, we have a lot of the same interests and hobbies and you know, we're both open to trying new things. We're yes people. We've talked about that, you know, yeah. like, let's just experience new things. So, I don't know, just being close and having a, you know, happy, healthy family. 
Yeah, well, she is definitely still your favorite person. Oh, because easy. when you bought two beer tickets to a beer event a couple of weeks back, and you asked me, but then when Die became available, all of a sudden it happened that I couldn't, I was uninvited. Did I do that? Yes. Yes, you very much did that. Now, was I upset about it? No, I'm not upset about it at all. You just gonna have to get over it. <laughs> you're like, I'd really like to, you to go to this thing, but you're gonna, now you're going to have to get your own tickets. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they still had tickets. It wasn't like you couldn't get tickets. Oh, yeah. All right. It's not like they were going to close after opening night either, so. Yeah, that had been, I actually kind of got hosed on because... When I started doing the math, but that's yeah, a whole other thing. It's a whole other thing. So, why, so for Beck and me, I would say what's important is, you know, it's what I appreciate about a lot of my relationships or people with life's too short to not have a good sense of humor and not have levity in everything yeah. you do. And you and I have a good time because we're constantly laughing. And that's something yeah. Becca, you know, you, you like to call us and we call each other the bickering Bowens. And we offer, often do that where we'll barb each other, but it's but all it's out of love. It's out of love and it's you all know, good nature. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time it's good natured. Yeah. That's so. your, that's your stick and it yeah. works for you guys. Yeah. It doesn't work for everybody, but it works for, <laughs> yeah, it works for us. But It's entertaining for everybody <laughs> else, but yeah. Yeah. But we love to laugh and I think that's super important to us and is being able to experience different new things. So you know, there are a lot of people, and I, I know at some point we're going to do a retirement episode, right? Oh, yeah. And we're going to talk to a financial advisor and talk about the importance of retirement and how to put money away for savings. But we've got a, you know, we have a philosophy, too. It's there are no guarantees. Exactly. So while you want to put a little aside for a rainy day, you also need to make sure you're present in the moment. And that's one of the things she and I are really both pretty good about doing. So. Yeah. Plan yeah. for tomorrow, but live for today. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So that's important to us too. So I had some, I was reading something and uh, it was talking about how to have a successful marriage. And it was really interesting to me because I never really thought of it from this angle, but you know, everybody always has advice on what the, the, the key is and you have to do this. And if you do that, you know, then things will be okay. <laughs> this one was interesting that it took it from the perspective that you have to choose correctly. Mm-hmm. You can have all the best intentions in the world, but if you don't choose correctly, it's going to be a slog, man. And I think we've both been really lucky that that we picked right the first time and we found people that we're compatible with and that we have, you know, similar uh, mindsets. I mean, there are things you don't even really think of when, you, when you're dating somebody. What are their thoughts on money? Are they yeah. savers or spenders? What's the thought on religion? Raising children? Yeah, raising having children, children. Having children. How many yeah. children? I mean, there's so many things like that, that if you are not in agreement, it's going to cause some, some rips. Yeah. That being said though, I mean, there are still points where you may have a point of view, but it, maybe it's not the hill upon which you would die. We're mar- a lot of marriages compromise too, right? Exactly, so there, yeah. there are things where if I had moved, there are a lot of people I know that move for their career. Like right. they, the career is when, when you go and they assess their values, their career is top of their list from a success standpoint of their values. Yeah. And as a result, hell or high water, they end up moving quite a bit around the country or internationally to further their career. Right. 
which, you know, may or may not negatively influence or could positively influence their family situation. So, and that's just something where, you know, I had opportunities to where I could have moved and it wasn't, I did a lot of that as a kid. My, my family moved a ton. Yeah. I mean, lived in seven different States before or arrived in high school. Mm -hmm. Right. So that was something I really didn't want for my own family, but yet at the same time, from a career standpoint, it's something I contemplated and had opportunities, but it's, you know, when I talked to Becca and we would look around what was going on, I compromised. Right. And it wasn't a hard compromise. It wasn't like career moved from, you know, number one position down to like number nine in the the rankings. Right. But it moved from like a three to a five. Right. From the standpoint of being able to move. So I think there's some, I think, you know, it's, it's you're close. You, you can't be to the point of, you know, you're it, you're so rigid, rigid or conflicting that it's not going to work. But I think there's compromises of it, too. Agreed. But there are certain things that like it's just in your DNA who you are. Yeah. If you're both spenders, you're going to struggle big time. If you have one saver and one spender, that can be challenging, but you can make it work. But if you're both kind of of the same mindset from a financial standpoint, rearing children, all that stuff, it definitely makes things flow a little easier. Yeah, you're a lot closer to success, particularly in a world where more than half half of everybody's getting yeah. divorced. Yeah. Right. My my parents, you know, mentioned that, you know, when we were getting married, it was like, hey, just know going in. I'm like, okay, thanks for the pep talk. You're a coin flip away <laughs> from being successful. Like literally. Yeah. 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 Yeah, some of that too. It's just NFL quarterbacks have a better completion percentage than you do. Exactly. It's like, oh, thanks, mom and dad. And (laughs) I hate, I hate the way this gets worded. How you know, we're like, oh, marriage is work. It is work, but not like in a bad way. It's just one of those things that you have to be cognizant of yourself, and that you have to put your partner's needs, oftentimes ahead of your own, and be okay with that. And I think it's when you get too comfortable or you get too set in your ways or too rigid, like we were saying, then it just kind of causes that resentment and whatnot. So, yeah. Speaking of that, maybe uncomfortable, there's an expression, you know, when you marry, you marry the family. Yeah. But totally true. What you, yeah, I was going to say, what's your reaction to that? No, it's totally true. Cause I mean, Christmas comes around every year, you know, Thanksgiving comes around every year. I mean, some of that stuff's unavoidable and you know, uh, I've seen marriages dissolve and fall apart because, you know, the in-laws are just nuts. And, you know, I mean, everybody has crazy families. My family's no different. Yeah. I mean, it's totally true, though. Well, I think what's true about that is we talked about compatibility with your partner. You could be totally compatible with your partner, but your family's not an extension or extrapolation of you. Right. So your partner may not be compatible with the family. Or like you said, even you've got families that are not compatible with one another. Yeah, and that can be. Yeah, that can be interesting. So well, some of that, too, is always where do your loyalties lie? I mean, I love my family, too. But like Diane is I chose Diane to be in my family. My loyalty will always be to her regardless of oh, how crazy. Yeah. The rest of it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Without a question. Yeah. we can, And that's when you decide to move away. Exactly. That's yeah. when you. <laughs> You know, it's just too hard to make it for Christmas, you know, maybe next year. <laughs> we're going to we're going to move to Fiji. We'll see you later. <laughs> uh, Skype. We, we can Do Skype. people we, still Skype? They still Skype. Really? But Zoom, mate. I think Zoom's a little bit more popular than Skype these days, but they still Skype. Yeah. 
So you you mentioned kids and raising a family. So how'd your relationship change? Yeah, I mean, that's when you start introducing kids. That gets really, it gets complicated because, you know. It's been a long time, though. I mean, you you have one child that's a full-on adult. Full-on coop, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we had like three and a half, four years with just her and I. And we did a lot of fun stuff and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, you know, you insert said baby. And yeah, I mean, you get stuck in those roles and you're exhausted and you're tired and you get frustrated. But, you know, again, you just I've, I've said this to my girls before and I don't I'm not trying to be mean to them or anything, but I'm like, mom's number one. You guys are one B. Again, my loyalty is always to her. I'm going to try to help her out and whatnot. And we've always avoided those situations where, you know, when they get a little older and they get a little smarter, they try to put pin you or pit you against each other. Mm-hmm. And we've never fallen for that stuff because, I mean, we're always on the same page. And But, yeah, it's a challenge. And those yeah. years when they're four, five, six, it gets really exhausting. Yeah, they're testing the fence. I don't know that I've explicitly, producer, I don't think I've explicitly had the conversation with you and said, hey, mom's top of the food chain, but, and you guys are, you guys are left over with the scraps, but I think they kind of know. That's a little extreme, (laughs) but the reality is, and my reality is coming sooner than that. Like I'm not too far off from where the kids are gone. Yeah. So I think too many couples, they lose, they, they just put all their focus into their kids. And then once their kids grow up, they're like, I don't even know you anymore. Yeah, they don't know how to adapt. Like, they don't have any other interests other than the I just kids. know you as dad or mom and like I I don't I don't we don't have anything in common anymore. And that's why we've always made time for each other. Well, yeah, you guys have been really good about that. Beck and I've traditionally have been pretty good about that. You've been but, great about that. Yeah, well, we have we've had our moments where we vacillated into it's, you know, and your kids need you and you should be able to Exactly. Go to their side, go to their aid, be at their side and be able to do that, but then come back to each other. But yeah, we have some friends that are guilt, probably guilty of doing nothing but for the kids. I mean, they can't have a conversation that doesn't involve the kids. I mean, things change. Yeah. And it goes fast. So, yeah. And again, that's something Beck and I are kind of preparing ourselves for now. She was doing some things around the house and looking through producer's calendar and started tearing up. Oh my God, he's going to be a junior. And I'm like, <laughs> Yep, your ass better get ready. Start painting. You better get back into painting. Getting you know? real. <laughs> it's getting re- getting real. Because, yeah, I mean, once he goes off, that's half as many kids you have to tend to. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're always watching out for them and stalking them on, you know, find my friends and whatnot. But, you know. On Instagram. But, again, it's always just going to be the two of you at some point. So, yeah. better stay tight. And hopefully for some time. So you were talking about communication a little bit in that whole process. How do you guys kind of approach yeah, approach communication? Cuz you were talking about just being in sync from a parenting standpoint and yeah, not letting the kids kind of when they test the fence. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Diane is a chess master and she should be in Game of Thrones. She should be in Game of Thrones. She's like a nice little finger because <laughs> she's never like one of those naggy, you know, she might tell me something to do, but she she knows I'll get it done. And if it's something she wants me to do that she's not sure I'm down with, she just kind of like sprinkles it out there and then just steps back. And she knows that I'll, I will eventually come around. I may not like it at first, but she knows like eventually I will 
I'll get to where she wants me to be. And I, I love and appreciate her for that because, you know, I don't like being told what to do. I don't like being nagged. Just let it happen. Let it happen. Nudge me a couple times and it eventually it'll, yeah. it'll, it'll happen. Rebecca likes to just poke, poke. She will do that to some extent. In a fun way. Yeah, she will. I mean, that's how she shows she loves you. It's like, well, one of the things we're, we're generally really good about communicating. That's one of the things I think we surprise a lot of other friends. Yeah. But like our computers, for instance, this, this just surprised so many people and that was flabbergasted them that the fact that we have shared email accounts, right? Access to the line of communication is whatever email accounts are on my computer or on her computer. Right. Right. Surprised her. I think it surprises people even with the blog that we have a shared Instagram account where we both have access to it. We're both responding to people. Yeah. Sometimes I don't know what the heck's going on. And I'm like, what were you doing with Dapper Latino, this fashion guy on on Instagram? Oh my God, that sounds so loaded. (laughs) And then, and then, and then the flip side, she's like, oh, so you're meeting some graphic designer at some conference. What's going on with that? And so we have really good communications. Straightforward. Everything transparent. I like that. It's super transparent. It is funny though, when you were talking about the one thing we're both horrible at though is the urgency around our communications where Diane may nudge. Beck and I want everything done on our time. So, and the way it's communicated generally, and it works both ways. Top priority. Top priority. And that's where, like, if we have a failing, like when things break down, that's generally it. Like I'm locked in. I was doing a bunch of stuff today for work. She comes into the office and she's trying to get them signed up for school next year. And she's struggling with a PDF. And she's like, I need you to help me. I'm like, not now. And she's like, no, but now, right? Yeah. It's like now. They I have to help. go to school. They have to go to school. I need your help now. And I just about, you, I, my blood pressure sitting probably went to, uh, or my heart rate probably went to 140 beats per minute. Right. Minute sitting. So like from a communication standpoint, we're really good in a lot of ways, I would think. And then some other ways, yeah. like we, we've we got some deficits around. Like it's, it's all about kids. our time. Yeah. Always the damn kids. Uh, what out What out of your uh, marriage has surprised you? So How fast just... it's gone. Okay. I mean, it literally seems like, you know, a couple years ago that we got married and whatnot. And 22 years later now. But I guess in that respect, like not a lot's changed. I mean. Like I said, she's still my favorite person. We still have a lot of fun together. We still make time for each other. Yeah, we've been really, really lucky, really blessed. But it all works. Yeah. I think one of the things, and it shouldn't have been a surprise. Well, there were two. One we talked about earlier. I think one of the surprises has just been the depth of the relationships that come with the marriage. Like, you and I have become established a really good friendship. Yeah. As a result of, it wouldn't have happened otherwise, probably. Like it really would have taken a, a series of weird events for that probably to happen. You know, that that's one. And then the other shouldn't be totally a surprise, but it's reinforced every day. And so when I proposed to Becca, I proposed to her on the steps of the Ronald McDonald house. Yeah. Right. So, and it's just like, she's constantly my, I'm not, you know, we play triple D and I can be a dick often. 
And I, I'm certainly the one that needs some reinforcement from the standpoint of a conscience. Yeah. She is my agreed constantly my like a moral like you yeah. and I were discussing a moral dilemma I was having a couple weeks ago. Yes. And I went one way and she's Mother Teresa and went the other completely. And it brought me kind of to the middle. And that's what uh, never so oh it never surprises me, but like she's definitely a better person than I am. And she makes me a better man, and like I'm thankful for her for that. But yeah, it kind of scares me. I mean, I jokingly, but not said. If something were to happen to you, I'd be dead three months later. It would be one of those situations, regardless of my current age. Like, um, I would just, I would wither away and just ruin myself. I just had a picture of Barney from The Simpsons. Like, yeah, you devolve into Barney from The Simpsons, just drinking Duff beer. And he's just, a savant. And then all of a sudden he takes one sip of Duff beer yeah, and literally. becomes a complete moron. She's my Duff beer. <laughs> No, the other way around. Oh, wait. <laughs> she's she, not my Duff Beer. She, yeah, she's your antidote to Duff yeah, Beer. Yeah, yeah she, she would be your antidote to Duff Beer. Oh, man. How's your how's your marriage changed over the years, though? I mean, yeah, we've had ups and downs just like everybody, but I don't know. She's just such a... We've been, like, intertwined. I don't know. I just can't imagine my life without her. She's awesome. Yeah. It, it's... I would tell you recently, I'll at least say this for, for me and Becca, So, and you've known us for a long time. You remember what Becca was like even in college. Yeah. Right? And so I, I was the guy that was perfectly content in college. Hey, I had a lot of fun. I was social, but I was maybe along the spectrum of introvert, extrovert, kind of smack dab in the middle. Right. Perfectly content, sitting at home, having a beer listening to jazz and reading a book, right? Perfectly content doing that. There was no FOMO. I didn't really give a shit what everybody else was doing around me. But Becca had to be at the party, (laughs) right? Yeah. Probably a fair statement. At the party. Completely fair, yeah. So nearly 20 years with the marriage, the roles have reversed. And somewhat out of necessity, I'm super social i'm out and about all the time right and you and i are just out and about you know drinking this sweet nectar but she's the one with her nose in the book going Mm -hmm. yeah i'd rather just not go out let's stay home and watch a movie yeah or i'm gonna read this chris i think it's Kristen hannah she's into these Kristen hannah thriller novels you know i'm just into this thriller novel don't bother me Right. Right. So it's just kind of changed just, roles a little it's, bit. There. Yeah. There's been a little bit of a role reversal. And she would probably debate that a little bit. We, you know, we actually talked a little bit about some of this because I was like, what do you think of these questions? And she was like, that's interesting. That's interesting. But that one, she and I almost started bickering about. Yeah. And I go, no, I think it's fair. Well, that's the thing. You want to have like common things that are part of your foundation that you both believe in. But at the same time, that yin yang like works. Like, you know, uh, if you both are homebodies, like, are you really experiencing life as much as you should? That you're kind of like, some days you're the one that wants to be outgoing and extroverted, and other days maybe it's her. But uh, that's what's cool is you're playing off each other and, you know, finding that balance that you need. Yeah, and dragging each other into different experiences. She'll, when, How many times have you done that? Like, I don't feel like going. Then you're like, God, I'm glad I went. Yeah, and that's happened quite a bit. 
is, you know, we'll go out somewhere she didn't originally want to go. Mm-hmm. And she'll say, all right, I'm so glad I went. We, yeah, had great, exactly. we had a great time. It was, that was really cool. Well, so we talked a lot about the kind of the present and the past of our marriage. What about the future? What are you looking forward to in the future? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of getting geeked about the future. I mean, that kind of ties in our Well, you got your 25th wedding anniversary, too, or your anniversary, too, which I know you've been planning. For yeah, years, I but. mean, uh, we're planning something big for 25. We're going to go to, like, the South Pacific and do the whole Fiji bungalow over the water. But, no, it's kind of, it's kind of exciting because, um, like I said, we're three years away from being empty nesters and, like, really excited about that time because, you know, again, then we can – focus more energy on each other and have some fun and do some things that we always wanted to do and check off some of those bucket list items that we talked about in the, what was that episode 20? Episode 20. Yeah. Go yeah. back to the bucket list. Yeah. So good, healthy. My man's been keeping a summer bucket list. Yes. What's on the suck with summer bucket list? Uh, Your mom wants to know what hammocking is. I don't. It I sounds know. dirty. It sounds dirty. That's not no. Speaking of uh, speaking of your mother, the sleuth, she saw your list. The the spy. What? What's no, hammocking? Never, now yeah. I'm really yeah. curious. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to explain to Becca. I said it's probably he and his girlfriend in a ca- hammock cuddling. That's probably that's hammocking. Is that a fair definition? I, I, I don't think so. Oh, you can be in a separate hammock from the girlfriend? Yes. You just want to lay in a hammock? I yes. No, I didn't. It's kind of a lame place. bucket list. I'm not going to like. There's more on there. I forgot. Where's like the skydiving or, you know, like bungee jumping? Uh, you might have the money for it. Do you want to skydive? You know how much a hammock oh. is? This is a tangent. This is totally a tangent. Well, Becca read it and is like, as long as it's not a banana hammock, we're good. So. I've always wanted to wear a baham- banana hammock. <laughs> Walk Again. around. Aim higher. Yes. Aim a lot high. Aim a lot higher. Anyway. What about you guys? I mean, (laughs) we're in similar places. I mean. Yeah. No. Well, it's interesting when you were talking about compatibility. One of the things I looked at was just when I was a measure of my relationship and spending time with people and Becca is included in this, but probably the most important, I mean, easily the most important is who do I see myself growing old with? Yeah. Right. And from the moment when she and I are barely able to walk down the street, who am I going to be able to enjoy time with, share a laugh with? And it's got hurt like hell getting down the street, but it's still going to be all right because. Yeah. You know, and that that to me is part of it. There's all sorts of things that we want to do along the do along the way. We've kind of talked about the bucket list. Our bucket list is a lot easier. I mean, we just want to travel it, you know, travel a ton and yeah. be able to experience a lot of other places. But I think that's the the key thing in the future, making sure they get off on the right foot, right? Just to raise, be able to create, have their own families if that's what they want to do and yeah. or see success and whatever they want to do from um, just whatever they're doing in life. I mean, it doesn't have to necessarily be career, um, but yeah, but that's it's a big it kind of goes underrated. But like your relationship with Becca, like. They see this. I mean, they're learning from this, even if they don't know they're learning from it. And they're seeing what like a good, happy, healthy relationship is. And that information alone is going to serve them well later in life. Yeah, I think they garner a lot of things from that just around respect of uh, the respect of other people, respect yeah. of um, respect of your partner. 
And I think generally communication, I think we witnessed some things, even the way he approaches communication, but we picked on him a lot. He's turning red already for a ginger over there in the corner. <laughs> so, so, but yeah, I think that's the big thing. It's just, I, I mean, knock on wood and she's talking about somebody that cares about our future, you know, with all, you know, everybody, Luke Perry that passed and yeah. then, um, Who's the director? Boys in the Hood. John Singleton. John Singleton just yeah. passed from a stroke. She's been worried about my health a lot lately. So it's my meals have changed quite a bit. Mm. So my calorie intake really is is this. But yeah. that's the thing it's about the future. No, she loves you. Yeah. That's the thing about the future, though. It's just like you got to live a little bit in the present. But again, yeah. Yeah. So sex. These are like. Historical periods in time we could probably map out from the beginning of the relationship to the point we had kids to actually the sex com we we're not going to talk about Diane's yam period. Of, well, that sounds really bad. It does. Well, it's like historical yam era. The yam era. Yeah. Yes. The yam, yam era. period sounds yeah. really strange. The yam era. Okay. Until we have the sex coach on. Oh God. We're gonna we are gonna bring on a relationship coach an interview. Have her. She may be interviewing us, which I'm actually more mortified about than yeah. us interviewing her. Okay, but we're gonna bring the relationship coach on. And we'll we'll have her on the show. <laughs> I know. All right. Uh, I know. Bring it on. Bring it on. Maybe we should have the relationship coach talk to the kids. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm more down for that. Maybe scare the hell out of them. Oh my gosh. All right. Anything else related to marriage you want to chat about? Anything I forgot? No, it's... Uh, well, I forgot probably a lot, but... It's a good gig. I mean, uh, like I said, it's easily the best decision I've ever made. And quite happy. <laughs> it's like buying a new car. <laughs> exactly. This is the best decision. Very reliable. <laughs> she always starts like, you know, what's not to love? <laughs> Consumer report. Very safe. Yeah. Like, just very safe. Good gas mileage. Really comfortable. <laughs> smooth ride. Oh, that sounds bad. All right. Oh. Let's move on. We're going to pay for that one. Okay. So, Triple D this week. This week's Triple D discussion. And for those folks who may be listening for the first time and aren't familiar with Triple D, we throw out a scenario and discuss whether it's a dick douche or dumbass move. And this one's courtesy of Becca. This week's Triple D move. What do you call someone who asks you to do something and is never pleased with it, so they redo it anyway? All right. So this could be like, for instance, I've already got two I specific examples here. <laughs> I love the examples. I mean, it's such a low bar. It is. A I mean, it's literally like a bar laying on the ground that's like flat. But it is so marriage, though. The low bar stuff's even marriage because... Low, as you know, in marriage, low bar things become big. Like, that's the thing is, if you can keep the mountain out of a molehill, like stuff Agreed. in check. Agreed. Then you'll probably be successful because it's like the dumb shit that piles up. But Beckel, yeah. Beckel asked me, for instance, right? She'll ask me straighten up before coming to bed. So I'll be on the couch, and she will swear I know exactly how she likes the pillows positioned on the when I straighten mm. up and the blankets and everything. See, you're, and, you're coachable. Uh, That's another important aspect would, of marriage. No, no, no. She would swear that I would know, but I put them back the way I like them. 
And then she'll come down and go, God, doesn't he know? And then straightens them up. Mm. And then conversely, there are certain functional utility things like, for instance, although she swears she doesn't do it, a remote is not intended. The use of a television remote is to be remote from the television. Oh, she likes it like right next to the TV? Yeah. So when she's done using it, often she'll put it right near the television. Well, what's the point of that? Yeah, I could have hit those buttons on the side or, you know. Yeah, it's supposed to be away from the television. So little stuff like that. And so constantly I'll see the remote near the TV and then I'll just put it like next to a couch or something. Yeah. So it's those little things like being mm -hmm. asked or even not asked to do stuff. Or she'll ask me to scrub a pot or can you soak yeah. a pot? And then we had um, we had noodles the other night in said pot, and I didn't I put water in the pot, but I apparently didn't dump out the noodles. So maybe you have different examples. Mine are very no, low bar examples. Two of those three I think are pretty low, but like the soak in the pot drives me nuts. Yeah, and uh, Diane will be the first to admit that. Like that, I, I filled it with water. It's soaking. I'll get to it later. Um, that that bugs me. Like just. Let's just bang it out now. And then it's done. We don't have to talk about it. I don't have to look at a nasty, greasy pot filled with water. Just let's just do it now. But this is a common triple D, I think, where it's one of those things where, you know, they ask you to do it. You're project some of it, you're projecting your own. What is, what's the right word? Your your, your, your own, own OCD. Your own idiosyncrasy yeah, is on like, the Remote yeah. needs to be by the TV. Like, yeah. You know. Well, and that's what Becca said. She goes, could you flip this and essentially say, well, you know how the pillows are supposed to go. So by the sheer fact that you didn't put the pillows in the place that they were supposed to go based on my preferences, is that you being a dick or is it me being a dick for straightening up after you? Which is it? Or home. is it her being a douche? Thinking that Better Homes and Gardens is going to come by at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning and the pillows aren't going to look right. Yeah. Again, on her time. That's where most of our issues. If we have issues, it's always on your time. Listen, it's aren't all issues tied to time at some like in some aspect. It, when you really get down to the nuts and bolts, like retirement, like everything's about time. Like yeah, your schedule. It's about time. Like everything's about time. Or money, right? But, Money's money related is related to time. time. If you don't have any time, you don't need any money. Yeah. So what do you, what do you, how would you classify this? <sighs> what do you call someone who asks you to do something and is never pleased with it? So they redo it anyway. I do have an issue with this one because like, <laughs> if you're going to trust me to do it, then you really don't have a, a leg to stand on if, and bitch about how I did it. Yes. Like it got done. Yeah. If, you didn't like the way I did it, then stop asking me to do it. Yeah. In the early days, it was like feeding the kids. Yeah. Like, if you didn't like the way I fed the kids, stop asking me to do it. Right? They're so, full. I mean, like... They're alive. They seem to be mm. provided for. This one's kind of Now, tough. Grant does have Cheerios all in his hair, but, you know, there were those days. He's not hungry. No, but he's not hungry. And there's Cheerios all over the kitchen, but... Yeah. Yeah. We had dogs, though. So that was always, you know. Dogs are a plus in a marriage. With young children. With young children. Yeah. They do a lot of the cleanup. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough because you can kind of see all of them. But um, I guess if I had to nail it down, I'd say it's dickish because 
you asked me to do something and I did it the way I thought and you don't like it. I mean, that's on you. That's not, you know, if you want it done a certain way, then do it yourself. Yeah. I would agree with some of that. The th- I'm going to call it a little bit douchey just because I think there's this, you know, best, you know, best kind of entitlement that goes with your preference reigns supreme. So in yeah. the, the situation of, you know, designing and setting up the house the way you want to set up the house. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of times I'm the douche around technology. And it's it's most of like where you're doing I'm, it wrong. You're doing it wrong. And she goes, no, I'm just going about it a different way. No, it's wrong. The long way. The long way. But it, yeah. hey, that's the way she's comfortable. But, All right. but again, it's. Most of the time where I start doing this to her, it's like, no, 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 don't do it that way. You need to do it this way. Okay. Right? So I have a total douche one for that scenario. <laughs> it's back like probably six or seven years ago when when HD was still like coming on and you had like a regular channel and then you had the same channel in HD. And it used to just drive me bananas that my wife would watch keeping up with the Kardashians on the regular channel and not on the HD. I'm like, I'm not even watching that shit. What do I care? But I would be like, why are you watching it on this channel? She's like, I don't see any problem. I'm like, it's not HD. She's like, you're not watching it anyway. What do you care? What do you care? Unless you're wanting it's to not see, HD. Unless you're wanting to see Kardashian cleavage in a high def. I mean, what's the point? I mean, what are you doing? Why, why, no, why does it matter? I didn't have a dog in the fight, but for some reason, they would just drive me nuts. We have HD. You need to be using HD. It's the technology. Yes. I, so and that's a douchiness there. because, And I'm that guy when yeah. it comes to tech. Yeah. When it comes to tech, I'm that, I'm that guy. Wow. It could really be any of the above. Yeah. I mean, there's some dumbassity, too. Like... I don't know how to do it. Like you told a complete idiot how to do something. You like, asked a complete idiot how to do yeah. something. I mean, folding laundry was one. I had to totally learn how to relearn how to fold a towel. Yeah. I was doing it wrong like my whole life. Well, and that's what, something funny we didn't talk about. You want to talk about the dumbass side of that? We we cohabitate. We've been cohabitating for nearly well twenty plus years. Yeah. Right. There are certain zones of the house, as transparent as we are, I walk into and they're like foreign lands to me. Right? Yeah. I, I it's not like I'm snooping around through her drawers in the in the bedroom or her side of the closet, even. I don't even know what this thing is. Yeah. I and I she, had one of those things the other Yeah. And she'll ask me to go get something. I'm like, a little help, please. Don't know where that is. It's what's up in the closet. I don't sit around and rifle through your clothes during the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. I got better things to do than like sniff your clothing. Plus that's creepy. So even when you're married, that's creepy. Yeah. Like that's strange. Yeah. So that, that can be the dumbass side of things. Yeah. So it literally could be any of the above. All right. What do you think producer? Uh, this happens to you too, because you, you, well, you're asked to make your bed. Do you know how the pillows are supposed to be? Oh, you're talking about mom. I think you're talking about. Oh, or me. It doesn't matter to it. Well, and my Isabel. <laughs> wow, he's going to dish on Isabel on the show. Well, when we were making the bucket list yesterday, I started writing some ideas. And I look over and she grabbed the pen and was rewriting over what I said with her nice handwriting. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> 
Now, was that a functional? She was just hoping she could read it later? Yeah, probably. <laughs> His handwriting. You're doing it wrong. wrong. Yeah. yeah. You're doing uh, it wrong. Probably Dick. Dick. Okay. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with the douche this week. Just because I think on the whole it's more of an entitlement. Well, if he's dick, you're douche, I'll be dumbass, and all, right. all the bases are covered. Alright, so we're split tonight. Thanks for hanging with us tonight, everybody. If you've enjoyed today's episode, go out to the He Says She Says Casey Facebook page and like follow us if you haven't already. Remember you can catch us live on Facebook. Seemingly like once a month now, but we're going to get better about every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central. We've been busy. You heard our April list. We had a lot of shit going on. June ain't going to be pretty, though. No, June's not going to be pretty. I actually have six episodes I found in the vault. And we're going to go, If hey, if the Avengers can travel Classics. in time yeah. and capture all six Infinity Stones, we have six episodes that are, it's going to be our Infinity Gauntlet. Going we'll into share. the archives. Going to the archives. So we'll... Share that. You can also check us out at the He Says, She Says, Casey blog. You can subscribe to us, rate us, and leave us a comment on your favorite podcast platform, such as iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And we're more to come. We're on TuneIn and some more soon. So, Grandma Ma, you can listen to us on your Alexa. Ooh, are you serious? Mm, yes. Pull up the hump on your Alexa. Oh, yeah. I go home and say, play the hump. Play the hump. Oh, my God. I'm going to try that the minute I get home. Yeah. Tell me how it works. I'm going to have an Alexa. Anyway, good night, folks. Out.